Two Dudes and a Cage. Two Dudes and a Cage. We are back once again. We bring you a hot fight card, UFC 294. We are absolutely thrilled about these changes. It turned out to be a pretty good card. Uh, we're going to get straight into it. We're going to start with the first fight. What do we got? All right, so the first fight on the prelims, not the early prelims, is Mike Breeden versus Anshul Jubilee. Now, one cool thing about Anshul Jubilee is he is actually the only second, the second MMA fighter that's in the UFC from India. So that's kind of cool. Uh, he is undefeated. He's 2-0 in the UFC. And he's kind of part of that new age MMA where he doesn't really have a specific skill set. He's an all-around fighter. He's got good grappling, good submission, good striking. Uh, he's not very high level on any of those, so it makes him interesting. Uh, Breeden is 10-6, and 6, but he's 0-3 in the UFC. I, I think they're giving Jubilee this fight to kind of like to build him up because he's fought in Abu Dhabi before, so he's kind of got that following. Uh, to me, Breeden's more of like that fall guy. Like, you could stay with the UFC if you win, but we're not going to make it easy for you. And I just think, uh, I think it's going to be a stand-up fight. Both fighters have about a 33% takedown accuracy rate. And I just think Jubilee's going to get it done. And he's a minus 420 favorite, and I think that's a, there's a reason behind that, and I think he's going to show that. Sure, sure. I feel, I definitely feel some of those sentiments you said. Yeah. Mike Breeden does have AKOs, though. He's also a, a LFA and a Bellator vet, but he's on a three fight losing streak, man. Primary striker. He does have five first round finishes. He attacks the head and the body, and he doesn't really throw leg kicks. And he doesn't, um, you know, he has decent takedowns, but yes. Yeah. Uh, and Sean. On, on the other hand, two KOs, one sub. He's undefeated. He only had one amateur fight. He won the Road to the UFC Lightweight Tournament, which is like a tournament in Asia for uh, upcoming fighters, kind of like contender series or similar to that. He has higher output than Mike. Um, yeah, I think he might try and look for a takedown, but it, it probably will be more on the feet. And I'm going with Henshaw as well. Um, I think he's going to get it done. And unfortunately, Mike Breeden uh, might no longer be in the UFC after this. All right. The next fight. Um, uh, man, some of these names are tough on this I should have Googled some of them. Abu Azatar versus Cedric Dumas. Man, Abu has seven KOs. One stuff. Guys, settle down. Go outside. Go outside. Are they making a lot of noise? No, you're good. Okay, I'll edit that shit out. I won't. Cedric <laughs> Dumas. Man. Oh, yeah, I'm totally messed up now. Abu has seven KOs, one sub. His last fight was in 2018, though, man. He, he goes to the head and body with very few low blood kicks, primarily from standing. Low takedown and okay takedown defense. 
Sid Reek, on the other hand, he's got four KOs, two subs, only one submission loss. He just beat Cody Barnridge. Um, honestly, I think Sid Reek's going to get this one done. Um, Abu does have the skills to knock him out, but with the way he beat Cody, um, I'm going with Sid Reek on this one. You know, before I go anywhere, I just want to say that Cedric looks like a mumble rapper. Uh, he looks like he just left a high school to do a music video. Uh, but he's got a face tattoo, which means you have two career paths, fighting or music. And he chose fighting, and it was a good choice for him. He's committed. He's got a 57% win rate for KOs. Uh, I think this is going to be a good test for both of them. Abu is more of a volume puncher. He lands about five strikes per minute. Where Damas is more of a, he's more of a counter striker and very technical. He lands almost two significant strikes per minute, but he's landing at a 69% rate. I think. This one will stay probably on the feet, which is going to be where Dumas will shine. And I agree with you. I think Dumas is going to get a win under his belt. He's a slight favorite, but he's a favorite, and he's he's going to get it done. Next fight is Havid Basharat versus Victor Henry. Victor Henry is a plus 370 underdog. He's a grinding fighter, and he looks to control the fight, like the pace of the fight, and he punches in volume, but he doesn't really have that power punch. He kind of reminds me of Clay Guida in that sense, where he's got decent wrestling, he's a volume striker, but he's not going to knock you out. What? The hair and everything. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. The hair triggered it for me. Uh, he's not a huge threat on the ground. And Javid has good grappling, offense and defense. He's got decent submission. You know, but this could be an upset. Yeah, I know. And the reason I say that is because. Henry is a volume striker, so if Javid stays on that back foot, it's going to look like Victor's doing more damage than he probably actually is, and he's controlling the octagon. I don't think uh, that's going to happen. I think Javid's going to sit Victor down with his jab, and he's going to get a finish, so I'm going Javid on this one. TKO. Javid has five KOs, six subs. He is undefeated. Man, he's got really good takedown defense. He also has good takedowns, which I, I think that both of these guys' takedown defenses kind of might cancel each other out, so it's going to take place on the feet. Uh, Victor has six KOs, eight subs. So they're, they're pretty evenly, uh, you know, I wouldn't say matched, but it seems seems like they have similar skills and, and they fight similar. Victor is the catch wrestler. He does have five first-round finishes. 
He fought in Risen. He fought King of the Cage. And like you said, he does have really high output. So he he could outwork him. And like like you said, I do I do see that. But uh, um, I, I think I think Habib's power is, is going to be more effective than Henry's volume, and, and Habib's going to get it done. I think it's going to be kind of like Bobby Green. He's going to just get that one jab right right on the button yeah. and it's going to totally need yeah it's going to go downhill yeah 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 I, I think that'll be an interesting one uh for sure to see to see where that fight plays out yeah the next fight we have Mohammed Yaha Yaya versus Trevor Peak Mohammed this is his UFC debut he has 7 KOs 2 subs and he's a Bellator veteran. He's a kickboxer who went 22-0. and 0. Trevor has eight KOs. All of his wins are by knockout. Most of them are in round one with a few in round two as well. He does kind of have a high output. His only loss is to Chepe, uh, the guy who cornered Lenny when I fought him, what I was telling you about. Uh, Chepe is an absolute beast. Um, he also beat Ben Brewer, who I fought on uh, an amateur card with Ben Brewer back in 2012. We were like Rhino FC in Tennessee. Interesting fun fact. Um, that being said, Trevor does have the ability to knock Mohammed out, but um, I don't think he's going to get it done. I think it'll be really interesting. To, to see what happens and, and the power, but but I think uh, I think Muhammad and and in his kickboxing experience um, is is gonna be really well. Uh, he's gonna be able to deal with the the striking of Trevor. Um, maybe Trevor will try and take him down, but I don't know. He doesn't you know doesn't seem like a, a uh, I take down the guy, so so that I'm going with Muhammad because I think it'll be a striker versus striker match. Well, let me just throw all my notes out. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I know <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's hard. This one's gonna stay on the feet. Uh, they yeah. both have power, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fan favorite fight. It's not gonna right. be boring because they know what they're doing. They're, they're gonna go in and try to, you know, get the crowd on the feet, get them pumped up, and they're just gonna aim for their head. Uh, yeah. Who will make the first mistake? Exactly. Peak does have grab more of a grappling background that I've seen uh, when I was looking at Yaya, but I I just don't think that's going to play an effect. Uh, he's more of a wrestler by trade, but a striker by fight. Kind of like, you know, a lot of lightweights. Gaethje, uh, Chandler. So he's, he's kind of like that. He's got power. But I just, I think Pete could get it done, but I think Muhammad Yaya's background in kickboxing is going to be more of an advantage and he's going to get his hand raised. For sure. For sure. 
this next fight is very interesting. We have the number one, 10 flyweight, ta, uh, Tim Elliott, versus the number 11 flyweight, Muhammad Mokayev. Now, we all know that Tim is a grappler, and he's got that old-school stick-and-move figure-eight style, but he's adapted it that it's more unorthodox than usual. And it works for him, but he is a veteran fighter. He is a kind of what, somewhat of a 50-50 fighter where you win one, you lose one. His is all about pace and control and landing more. With, uh, with Mikhaev, he's, he's more of a technical fighter. I think he's going to be able to control the fight more. I think this is Elliot's chance to stay away from being gatekeeper. I feel like he's on that edge where he's going to be a gatekeeper or potential contender. Uh, Muhammad's a minus 500 favorite, and I think there's a good reason about that. And I think he's gonna he's gonna get the victory and he's gonna climb into the top ten. And let's see where he goes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. I, I'm kind of a fan of Tim Elliott, man. Oh, I am um, too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, know, I know you are. But yeah, I, I don't want to pick with that because I'm a fan of him. But Tim has three KOs, six subs, BJJ Blue Belt, NCAA Division II wrestler. He's got over 30 pro fights. Really good experience. Uh, like you said, he's got that crazy unorthodox style. And sometimes it really throws people off and, and and messes up their game. He mixes it up really well. Uh, I I like watching him fight. I don't you know win or lose, his fights are always entertaining, and that's why he's still in the UFC. You know, good fighter. People like watching fights like that. You know, all fighters lose. Some just lose more than others, <clears throat> like myself. Well, you remember when he won he won the Ultimate Fighter and fought DJ. And even DJ, the first round and a half, had trouble getting used to Tim Elliott's unorthodoxness. Yeah, right. It's just, it's, it would throw me off. Yeah. Yeah, well, they even, even the commentators in that fight were like, Tim Elliott is coming off of Ultimate Fighter, you know, and he's the only one to steal around from DJ when he was on that long streak. Hey, and, and, Anybody that knows MMA, that speaks volumes. Yeah. Because DJ is arguably uh, one of the GOATs. He, he doesn't get the respect he deserves because he's a lower weight class. But that man uh, 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 is a legend in MMA. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, Muhammad, two KOs, five subs, BJJ purple belt. He's undefeated. He was 23 and 0 as an amateur. He's 9 and 0 as a pro. He's a wrestler. Uh, man, I can see why Muhammad's the favorite in this fight. Um, he 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 could probably use his wrestling thing and grind out that win. But I think this is a winnable fight for Tim Elliott. I really do. If he can keep it on his feet, doesn't end up on his back or, or wrestling or up against the cage in the clinch. Uh, if he can keep it out in the open and keep his crazy unorthodox style, keep it moving, 
Um, you know, he has the ability to sub you too, so don't get me wrong. But I think Tim can win this fight. He is a fairly large underdog. Um, it may or may not be one that you want to put some money on, but I'm kind of rooting for Tim in this one, man. I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah, that was, that was the toughest thing is because out of all these fights, Tim has the biggest chance to pull off the biggest upset of the fight card. Yeah. Because of his style, and all it comes down to, can he control? If he can control the pace, he's got it easy. Right, right. And, and you know, if you got 10, 20 bucks to lose, it might be worth putting it on Tim because it is such a large thing. I wouldn't put him in a parlay, though. You know, yeah. want to get on parlays right and mess it up because of Tim. But if you put 10 on Tim at 400, you know, get a little bit of money. But yep. make, you, make you another couple of bets, you know. How I do it. It's early enough <laughs> in the fight, too. Yeah, right. Do a prelim and a. And a main card. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's yeah. I kind of like to mix, to mix them up like that. Too. Right. Uh, not related. Next up, we have said Nergamedum Mergamedumov versus Milan Gafarov. Said is four KOs, five subs. Uh, some something I found weird about him it looked like he has an amateur fight on his record after he had a pro fight uh which shouldn't be possible but you never know how things work out in russia and uh, you know just maybe kind of how it goes out there but uh you'd never be able to do that here in america you know i'd never be able to fight as an amateur anywhere ever again now that i fought as a pro so i'm not sure i like how you said uh, that in there yeah. Let people know you're a pro. Right. I'm officially a pro fighter now. Looks like I might have my second pro fight coming up. And I'm pretty, still a Joe. Pretty, pretty excited about it. Pro and a Joe. Said <laughs> is very takedown heavy. You, you know he's probably going to look for the takedowns. Uh, grind it out. Muin has 10 KOs, 7 subs. He does judo. He fought in 1FC, he fought in LFA, um, you, you know, I don't know much about Queen, but uh, I think he's the underdog in this fight, but I'm picking him to win. I'm calling it now. I think he's going to get this one. This one is, I, I don't like this fight because uh, Saeed is 4-1 in his last five, and... Moeen is 0-1 in the UFC. So, usually, maybe it's the style, because he's judo, which could counter, you know, Saeed's grappling and wrestling. If it stands up, I'm going to have to go with Moeen as well. I just think being in 1FC, being around that environment, I think that elevated his striking and gives him the advantage there. But it is in Abu Dhabi. They do have a sweet spot for anyone named Nurmagomedov. So True. True. I think it'll be a, a very technical fight. I think it'll be one of those fights that's boring to watch if you're 
you know, casual because it'll right. be more of a jockeying type of fight. But I think uh, I think Saeed's gonna get a split decision. But there is the ability that there could be another upset. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these fights could be upset. For sure. Like this next one. Also very interesting, and I'll tell you why. Ikram Alaskarov is ranked number 11 in the middleweight division, and he's fighting the old school Warley Alves. Yes. Ikram is a Samba wrestling gold medalist, and he has pretty good striking. He won his UFC debut, not counting the Contender Series fight via TKO. Uh, now, notice I said he won his UFC debut, meaning this is his second UFC fight, and he's ranked number 11. Giving him Alves is a good test knowing Alves is not known for his stand-up. He's mostly known for his grappling. Ikram is a Sambo wrestler, a combat Sambo, so we know he's going to have good pressure wrestling and he's going to have great uh, takedown defense. I think Ikram is going to win. I don't think it's going to be by submission. I think he's going to get a KO. But I just find it really interesting that he's in his second UFC fight and he's ranked 11. Maybe in his first fight I missed something, but I don't know if he should be ranked 11. But he is going to win. Yeah, I saw that too. I, was, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Uh, Ikaram's got five KOs, five subs. Like you said, he does Sambo. His only loss is to Hasman, so... You know, he's got six first-round finishes. His, his striking is, is pretty split 50-50 between body and the head with uh, no leg kicks. Um, which I think it's dumb, man. you got to throw them leg kicks. you got to mix it up. The leg kicks are a game-changer, man. Uh, I love seeing it on someone's face when I throw a leg kick and they're like, ooh. I, I just, I don't know. I love, it's one of my favorite things to do in a fight for some reason. Um, I'm very kick-heavy in my game. I've noticed a lot of like wrestling heavy fighters don't throw as many leg kicks and I've, I wonder if it's because leg kicks can hurt you as well that if they throw a leg kick now they're not going to be as explosive going for a takedown leg kicks do hurt I tend to hurt myself a lot if I kick too short um, my foot's always swollen and bruised after the fight um, so I, I, I see your point, uh, but also maybe they're worried about getting takedown. A lot of people try to catch kicks, get a takedown yeah. off of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I tend to hurt my foot a lot. My foot still hurts a little bit from my last fight, uh, where I like where I kicked too short and, and it was uh, on my foot, not like the ankle. But yeah, Warley Alvarez, he's got four KOs, six subs, like you said, he's a vet. He's been in the UFC since 2014, but he generally loses to all the big names. Um, he's got good takedown defense, 50% takedown, um, but he goes for a lot of takedowns. 
he mixed it up pretty well. But uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I think Ikron's going to get this one. Um, unfortunately, uh, I just, just, uh, I just don't see him winning this fight. I really don't. Warley. Yeah. Either do I. Yeah. If it was against like a striker only, I could see a way. But fighting someone with Ikram's background, I just I don't see it. Yeah. I think yeah. they're using Alves as a building block in this one. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. Yep. All right, we are on to the featured fight, which is Magomed Ankalaev versus. Johnny the Worm Walker. Magomed, 10 KOs, one sub. He also does Sambo. He's got really good takedown defense. Uh, Johnny, man, he's got 16 KOs. It's no joke. It was a lot. Three subs. He's got 100% on takedowns, but I think I think he's only got like three of them or something, though. But he lands them all. Um, he does mix it up well. He's, he's a really good striker. Um, probably trying to keep it striking. Uh, I think Michael Med's gonna win this fight. He just went to a split decision with Jan. Uh, no, nope, no, nope, nope. draw. Oh, oh, a split draw. <laughs> You're right. That's right. He went to a draw with Jan for the title. And yeah, yeah, and it was for the title. Um, I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of Johnny Walker. Uh, 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 he's going to be too slow. I, I think I think he kind of doesn't strike as much as he should and then puts it on a little too late. And I think Michael Meds is going to be too powerful for him. And, and he's going to take the fight to him. He's going to have Johnny Walker moving back. And it's going to throw him off of his game. If Johnny Walker is going forward in the fight and he's winning the fight and everything's going his way, uh, he does well. But once he gets start putting under pressure and, and he's getting hit and moving back, uh, it, it starts messing so much. Well, sir, this is where we differ. <laughs> I am a Johnny Walker fan. Not just of the alcohol, of the fighter. It... I think this was a very exciting fight because, like you said, uh, you know, Uncle Love's got power. He's got wrestling defense. He's got takedown offense. His grappling's up there, submission game. But he hasn't fought since that draw with Jan for the title. I think this fight is kind of. I think they gave Magomed this fight as a. Here's the number seven guy. You're the number two guy. You win, you get a title shot. But that could also give Johnny Walker the idea of they're giving me the number two guy. I win, I get a title shot. So this could be a title eliminator. Sure, I can see that. Johnny Walker, promising young prospect, does the worm, blows out his shoulder. Comes back, loses like three in a row. Not the same exciting guy he was before he blew out his shoulder. Goes to SBG Ireland. Starts getting his swag back. Gets knocked out by Jamel Hill. And everyone's like, uh-oh. 
Shouldn't have left. Went to SBG. But in that fight, he was stuck in the mud. He wasn't moving forward, like you said. If he gets on his back foot or feels like it's not going his way, he just goes downhill. I think he's going to bring the pressure in this fight. He's going to come out with that swagger. He's going to stay fluid. He's got a BJJ background. Not because he's Brazilian. That, that helps, but he is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's a big guy. He's strong and powerful. And I think... Calling it upset... Johnny Walker's gonna get the win. I like your, uh, I like how you said it though. I think I think Johnny Walker needs to feel himself coming into this fight. He needs to have that swagger. He needs to have his head right. If he does that, he does he does have a, a lot better chance. He will fight better. So I like I like that. If you think about it, when he fought Jamal Hill, he walked out and he just he walked out. But when he fought uh, Jimmy Crew. When he walked out, he was dancing. He was feeling it. Yeah. I don't know if he was a male stripper before he started fighting or during his AMI days. But he dances like he was. So I'm going to say he needs to come out as male stripper Johnny Walker and get that dub. Could you imagine him versus Piera for the title? And... I know Piera's got to get past Jan, but I mean that can't wait for that card but yeah even even if Pierre loses Johnny Walker versus Pierre that would be a great fight it would, it would be interesting yeah yeah Anka Ankaliyev would just probably take Pierre down to the ground and smother him yeah he would yeah for sure but back to UFC 294 there's a lot of interesting fights on this card. And I think the most interesting one that could have, you could say, saved the card when Paula Costa pulled out is Kamara Usman versus Hamzat Shemaev. Now, Dana White said the winner of this fight will fight Sean Strickland for the middleweight championship. Kamara Usman is a welterweight. Coming up in short notice to fight Hamzat Shemaev, who hasn't fought since he missed welterweight weight limit by, what, eight and a half, nine pounds? And he was told that he had to come up. I've heard, I'm not in, you know, the thick of it, but I've heard from other, like, analysts and listening to other podcasts that Shemaev walks around like 220. Damn. So... Uh, he's a big, strong guy. And he cuts a lot of weight. Kamara walks around 190, maybe 200. But Usman's got a lot of miles on him. He's older. His, he's not as explosive going for his takedowns. And that, that really showed in the second Leon Edwards fight. I just... Usman is a warrior. He's a fighter. He's not scared of a challenge. But I, I just think unless Hamzat comes out like he did against Gilbert Burns, I don't think Kamaro's power is going to be too much of an issue. I think Hamzat will be able to ragdoll Usman and take him down. 
like when he fought Jingling uh, in Abu Dhabi on seven day notice I just came out no. and threw him to the ground with the trip and just pummeled him it's not going to be at that level but I think Hamzat's going to use his power and his strength and get the victory Shamayev will fight Sean Strickland yeah, I'm kind of mad how uh, Shemayev got got jumped to the top. I mean, he's good and all, and and he's definitely earned it by the the way he's performed. But it just it seems like a little too quick. Um, but that's just kind of how it goes these days with the UFC. And if you're popular and um, you're getting pushed to the front because you sell yeah. tickets, and that's any promotion, money talks. Um, you're gonna get on the main card if you sell more tickets. That's just how it works. That's how it's all. It's worked in fighting. Um, that's, that's the reality of it. Kamaru Usman, nine KOs, one sub, former welterweight champ, ninety-seven percent takedown defense. Ninety-seven percent. That's really good. BJJ black belt, NCAA Division two wrestler. Um, Cosmot. Six KOs, five subs, BJJ purple belt. Uh, Azmat has great fight IQ. He strikes with the grapplers and grapplers with the wrestlers, um, as shown in all of his fights before. Um, I, I think this is a really interesting matchup. But like you said, Usman's just starting to get aged in a little bit. Um, I, I think him not having to cut as much weight could play into it. Um, but uh, um, I, I, I think he's just gonna take it to him. Uh, Osmond's gonna gonna use his grappling. He's gonna put him in his cage. He's gonna put pressure on him. Uh, he's gonna try and take him down. It's just gonna be too much for Usman. I don't think he's gonna dog walk Usman. Um, it could turn into a Gilbert Burns fight where it was a good fight, but Cosmo's gonna get the win. Um, that's that's just just how I see it playing out. Um, and, and I think he's going to fight Strickland too, and he'll be the next champion. And Cosmo will dog walk the shit out of Strickland, in my opinion. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> there you have it. On to the main event. Uh, another fight change as well. Um, I like Charles Oliveira a lot. Uh, he's one of my favorite fighters, but I think this is a good good fight as well. Islam Makahayev versus Ale- Alexander Volkanovsky. Islam's got four KOs, 11 subs. Sambo, he's a judo black belt. He's very takedown heavy. He's going to look the sub. He is the lightweight champion. If you follow MMA, you know how this guy fights. I don't need to tell you. Same for Volkanovski. Everybody knows who he is. He's arguably going to be uh, one of the goats. He's an amazing fighter. He's dedicated his life to this sport. Um, he's kind of the opposite of Islam, though, where he's got 13 KOs, three subs. Uh, he is a BJJ black belt and the current featherweight champion. Um, I'm hoping that Volkanovski has some lessons learned from his last fight. And he tries to put it on Islam early, and he gets back up when he gets taken down, or he doesn't get taken down at all, and his, his takedown defense will improve, and, and he just looks to outstrike and out, out knock him out, etc. 
I think Volk can get this done. Uh, I'd like to see Volk get this done, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm still rooting for it, and I'm calling for Volk to win in the rematch. I would say this is the one fight better should stay away. Yeah, right. I wouldn't bet on this. It's a short-notice rematch. And honestly, it's more of a disadvantage for Islam than it is for Volk because Charles Oliveira and Volkanovski have two different styles. So, I'm just, I mean, Islam is kind of like Habib where they don't train for the opponent. They train for their game plan. And, you know, the AKA crew and Cormier... They've done well doing that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The f- you know, a lot of people say that Volk won that first fight, and I can't say he did because the, you know, Islam's hand was raised. But I could I could definitely argue either way. You know, it could have went either way. It reminds me of the Max Holloway trilogy. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. first two fights, you could have argued either way, and then that third right. fight, you're like, okay, Volk got that one. For sure. Yeah, but the question is, not will Volk be able to take what he learned from the first fight and use it? Is there enough that he can do to make the judges change their mind? Because he lost in. Australia, like his home ground, right? With the judges, so is there enough changes that he can make that can sway the judges the other way? Islam has been knocked out before. It was ten years ago, but it has happened. And then he completely changed his style into what we see now. This one's really hard for me to predict. A lot because it's short notice, because the first one was so close. But you go Volkanovski. I would love to see Volk win. It would really, you know, two-time champ or double champ status. It puts him up there. He is one of the greatest fighters, arguably the greatest featherweight fighter. John Jones, pound for pound, great goat of all time. Goat. No one will take that spot. Yeah. yeah. But I I think Islam's going to get his hand raised in this one. And I think it's going to be another controversial fight. But the question is, if Volk does not win, what's next for him? Does he stay at 155 and try to battles way back or does he go down to 145 and just absolutely destroy everybody that raises their hand because I don't see anyone in the featherweight division beating him right right it's kind of kind of tough yeah and they're not going to give Max Holloway another shot as long as he has the title because no one wants to see the fourth I mean I would love to see a fourth but it just doesn't make sense and maybe he doesn't want to keep fighting that featherweight. That's right. why he's going to lightweight. But and maybe they shouldn't have gave him a media title shot. And, and gave him a couple of 55 fights. 
before that, but yeah, uh, yeah, that is a good question. What 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 does happen next for him? And if he wins, are they going to run it back again? Probably, because they didn't want to do that. That's why I said oh, you have to defend your featherweight, and then Olivier fell out. So now, <laughs> so if Volk yeah. wins, is it going to hold up the division, or are they going to say, "Sorry, Islam, you're back at the line"? Because you lost to this guy, even though you beat him allegedly. So a lot of questions with this matchup. I'm sick of seeing the three fights in a row trilogy thing happen. Um, I'm gonna, I hate that it became a thing. If you lose, you got to work your way back up. It's just how it should be. I, I get that you're so good, you, you, you know. But it doesn't matter. You should at least have one other non-title fight. Uh, yeah. Then before you get another title shot. It's just my opinion. I agree. Because, like, Volkanovski, he's defended his title how many times as a featherweight? If he lost, then yeah, get an immediate rematch. But if you win that one, you don't get a trilogy. The other person has to work their way back up. So I feel like the same way. Islam, you didn't defend your title at all. You lost win a couple, then you can challenge him again. Yeah. 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 I can see it. Right. Yeah. Anything else you got for us, Matt? Like and subscribe. Ooh, yeah. Give us some comments. Ask them questions. We like it when you like us. Yeah. You like us. We like you. Yeah. That was really weird. But you know what I'm saying. Hey, yes, and, and we'd like like for some more engagement, some comments. It'd be be awesome to hear from you guys. Even if you think we suck, let us know. Yeah. If if you if you got some suggestions for improvement, we'll consider it. Uh, you know, uh, that's how we grow and get better. That's how everybody grows and gets better. Yeah. Let's do it. We're we're here to to give you our thoughts, and uh, you know, we're out here having fun doing it. We're we're just living life to the fullest and, and having a blast. We really appreciate you joining us. Two dudes in a cage, UFC 294. We're, we're glad you're watching.